We've been talking about getting back to the basics of youth ministry, and today we're going to talk about the who of youth ministry. You're listening to the Ministry Leader Podcast, designed to help leaders just like you leverage your time and influence for greater impact with young people. My name's Brian, and the man on the other mic is Reggie. We're your hosts on this podcast, and we're excited to spend the next few minutes talking ministry with you. Here we go. Hello, everybody, and thanks for tuning in to the Ministry Leader Podcast. Brian, I'm so excited to get into our second episode as we're talking about the basics of youth ministry. Yeah, man, back to the basics. Back to the basics, man. And so just to review real quick, um, I want to go over a few things that we talked about last week when we talked about the why of youth ministry. Um, And if you tune into that episode, we talked about the Great Commission that Jesus has called us to make disciples. He's called us um, to raise up the next generation and then all also how God uses young people as leaders all throughout scripture and how we are called to do that same thing. But today, Brian, we're going to jump into talking about the who of youth ministry. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, Reggie, as I think about back to the basics and why it's so important, we talked about this a little bit last week too, but just as a reminder to me and to, to all our listeners, like I get caught up in the, the what and how of youth ministry, like, and and we forget about why we're doing it yeah. and who we're doing it for. So mm. I love that you suggested this this series of, of episodes of Back to the Basics, and I'm glad we're doing that. So getting back to your question, uh, the who of youth ministry, um, obviously it's about students, right? It's about young people. Um, it's called youth ministry because we're ministering to youth, but it's not just about young people. Yeah. It's also about us. Yeah. It's about us as leaders because we are the ones in the positions of authority, of influence that are stepping into the lives of young people. So the who of youth ministry really starts with you and me and anyone who's listening to this, who's involved in youth ministry. Absolutely. And as we were... We're going to reflect here in a second, but just to add to that, we are the ones who are going to create the environment. And so it is our job to create an environment that is conducive for growth. And so when we're talking about youth ministry, yes, it, it matters that we're, we're uh, keeping our focus on the youth. But if we don't if we don't create a, a, an environment that is conducive for young people to grow in, then we are not doing our job. So it does matter in our, our own state, you know, our own right. state of health. And so. And it goes back to it goes back to two we talked about in our three story episodes abiding like yeah. if we want students to know Jesus we have to be walking with Jesus come on um, and so youth ministry is really about my relationship with Jesus and how a young person maybe even seeing that seeing me model yeah. a relationship with Jesus so there's so much about us yeah. uh, as it gets to as, as it revolves around the who of youth ministry and our health as leaders yeah. engaging in youth ministry but it's also Reggie about uh, the, the people that have poured into us yeah. right so not all of us came to be believers when we were in our teenage years but right. for me that was a really formative experience and so um, let's talk a little bit about maybe one or two people who poured into you uh, when you were younger that have maybe led you to this place? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I also was very fortunate to receive Christ at a young age and throughout my teenage years, you know, I, of course, 
you have those those moments and times where you're straying away in on all those kinds of things. But I was very fortunate to have the number one person I and I've said this many times is that my father was a, a very formative person in my life who mm-hmm. consistently was praying for me, who consistently was speaking into my life, who consistently was challenging me, you know, and, and what I loved is that, you know, there was a, a discipleship piece, but there was also a mentorship piece. You know, I had aspirations of playing college football, of becoming a professional athlete, and he challenged me to be the greatest athlete that I could be. You know, to be the greatest um, on my team at all points of time, to outwork everybody. And so there was a very natural, practical um, way of, of challenging me. But then also spiritually, there was always this constant challenge. Of who are you ministering to? How is God using you at your school? Mm-hmm. What is your witness when you're around, you know, your friends? What is your witness when you're around teachers? What is your witness when you're around your team? You know, um, and so he, he played a vital piece in that. Um, but then there was also people like um, he's a big brother to me now, but he's elder in our church who um growing up you know during those times where it was like "Eh, i don't want to be around mom and dad all the time you know going over to his house and seeing him as a man of god you know lead his family seeing him as a man of god or even being able to spend time playing video games together you know he used to beat me all the time (laughs) in in basketball and so we used to play and i'll come over and and, uh, one more game play me one more game i'm gonna get you this time you know that whole thing and so there was a very natural practical um uh relationship there but then there's also a spiritual side where he was investing in me and and you know he was always admonishing you know where he saw God working in me and and serving in ministry and and so um there was are two really amazing people that that man it was it was a blessing to have them and it is a blessing to have them in my life so yeah yeah man that's really good i think as as i think back on my uh journey in high school specifically that's where i think i mentioned last week that's really uh, when i came into understanding my faith really. Um, you know, my parents have been a big part of that for sure, you know, raised me in the church and that was always a, an important aspect of our lives. Um, and so I'm grateful for that. As I think beyond my family though, um, I had, you know, youth pastor Derek that I mentioned in a long time ago, in another episode that I actually reached out to him and reconnected with him, which was pretty sweet, uh, after that episode. But I think of the volunteers that were part of that ministry, uh, that, you know, Dave, who showed up at my house one morning that uh, one of our other volunteers was moving that morning. Oh, wow. I don't even remember who was moving, but one of them was moving that morning. And a few of us decided we we're going to go help. Mm-hmm. I thought it was in the afternoon. So I slept in <laughs> and I woke up that morning to Dave jumping on me, oh, like wow. sh- grabbing me by the shoulders <laughs> and waking me up. Going, right, it's time right. to go. It's let's time go, to go. go. Like, um, and so it just fun times like that, but just seeing uh, how these people, like just through relationships modeled what it looked like to follow Jesus for me. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, so it's it's important for us to, to think back to those times because again, like for me, it's easy to get caught up in the details of the program and the yeah. structure and all of that. Right. But to remember, like, it wasn't a program or a structure mm. that led me to an understanding of what it looked like to follow Jesus. Come on. It was the people around me. So, yeah. again, the who of youth ministry, it starts with you. Yeah. You as the leader. Because uh, you're not going to reach students. You're not going to point them to Jesus if you're not following Jesus yourself. Yeah. And and real quick, I, I just want to share, like, we always, we always have to remember that we are human beings and not human doings. And that is a reminder that we Amen. constantly have to um, put in front of us is that we can do 
everything that we want to do, but by doing so much, we become the gods of our own world versus mm. being human beings. And when we're being and resting in God and who God has called us to be in, in the moment, living in the moment and, and, and being all in when you have a young person right in front of you, that's, that's the sweet spot, you know? Yeah. So I think we can wrap up Reggie. I think you just said it all, man. <laughs> like this is a really short episode, but I don't know where we go from there. Right, that's right. man. <laughs> Preach it, brother. Amen. Um, Amen. We do have one more thing we do want to share, though, really, is uh, it's not just about you. Like, it's about young people, too. So who are you pouring into in the ways that others poured into you? Um, And so, you know, we build teams. Uh, I'll say me. Mm -hmm. I have built teams in the past of people who, uh, you know, are greeters when students walk in. They're, They're people running the grill. Uh, yeah. making burgers for the kids that come in. Uh, I, I invite small group leaders and yeah. say, here's some questions. Go ask these questions. Yeah. Um, but they're not really investing into kids. They're just there playing mm. a role in the ministry. And yeah. I look back and realize that maybe I wasn't doing things as well as I should to mm. set up. I was setting up programs and structures. Yeah. I wasn't setting up relationships for wow. people, for young people. Yeah, yeah. And this is so important, man. When we talk about, um, maximizing impact, you know, in our ministry, it is going to be not through what we can do as individuals. It's going to be through what we can do as a collective whole. So how many people can we have actually join in the ministry instead of, you know, we talk about that, that instead of having those volunteers to sit in the back of the room while you run the show, yeah. How can you have the volunteers running the show while you sit in the back of the room and observe the relationships and see what God is doing through all the different people who are now serving in the ministry? Yeah. Um, and just to when you say you, were you talking to me? I was talking to you, Brian. Because I feel like you were like, <laughs> yeah, I came to that one, that one thing where you were doing that one thing up there. And I was like, whoa, this is all about him, bro. <laughs> I've been there. Yeah, That's right? why I feel the, the guilt Absolutely. and the shame in that. Yeah, yeah me too. I'm, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir. Let me tell you, you've never been to one of my large group gatherings. If you don't think that it happens to me too, <laughs> but serious, um, you know, and I was just sharing earlier with you um, about about two two volunteers. Um, one lady, she comes in to lead art on a mm. weekly basis. We have an art small group. But what happened is over this this semester, you know, for whatever reason, the the girls that she usually connected with just they weren't there. You know, this this past weekend, um, she instead she could have just sat in the room with her art stuff and say, "Why aren't any girls here?" Mm-hmm. She could have sat there and just did that. But instead of doing that, she went out and she she approached some some of our young ladies who are the loudest, the most rambunctious, <laughs> that give me a headache every day, but they make me laugh just as much. Yeah. Um, and she approached them and they were shooting around, shooting basketball, and she just went over there and started rebounding for them. Uh, something's totally out of her element, totally uncomfortable. And she even said afterwards, you know, I, I talked to her afterwards and she was like, yeah, wasn't something I was ready to do, but <laughs> I just mustered up the courage and went and dove in. But yeah, there, you know, over a period of time, there've been conversations with her. It's like, Hey, let's, let's build relational equity. Let's build relational equity with the young people. Mm-hmm. And, and then they'll come and join in on whatever you ask them to do. You know, um, you create the yeah. buy-in by the end of the night, Brian, she was playing volleyball with these girls and they were laughing and having fun. And it was just so awesome to see. Yeah. That's so good, Reggie. I, you know, Going back to what I was saying, I don't know if I said it as clearly as I was hoping to, but um, the idea of it's important to have people serve in those roles in our ministries, yeah. or we don't have those things, right? Absolutely. Um, 
but it's it's most important that we get people connected. So you talk about relational equity, yeah. Uh, and the question being, who are you investing in? Yeah. She could have said, "Well, I was investing in these five girls, and they didn't show up, so I'm going to pack my stuff up and go home." Yeah. Or she could open her eyes, look in the gym, and go, "There's some other girls that I could invest in. Yeah. So I'm going to go out of my element and do that." So I love that example. Yeah, yeah, and and as a leader, I think it. I've, I've missed this opportunity a lot of times to have a follow-up conversation and admonish people when I see them doing things that I know are uncomfortable for them. And I think that that's important for us to remember as well. Like, hey, when you see somebody doing something, when you see the, the who doing something that goes outside of what they came to necessarily do, yeah, recognize them, admonish them, and encourage them. And afterwards, when we had that conversation, you know, I finally got it right this one time, Brian, where I had the conversation <laughs> before she left and said, hey, I really appreciate the fact that you were here, the fact that you jumped into something that I knew was uncomfortable. And she was like, man, I'm so happy we had this conversation because I was wondering, you know, if I wasn't doing art, am I really here doing what I'm supposed to be doing? And then mm -hmm. I was feeling, you know, so just to be able to have that conversation was just so awesome. Yeah. And she's not going home and going, man. I really did a great thing. Reggie thought it was awesome, yeah. and I I don't have to do it again. Right, right. She's going home, going, man, that was great. I'm going to do more of that. Yeah, she said, right. I'm going to bring my gym shoes next next week. There you go. There you go, and <laughs> so she'll be ready to play. You awesome, know, so. awesome. Running the court, absolutely. Dunking on Reggie. <laughs> no contact sports. <laughs> okay, that's right. <laughs> Oh, man. So as we wrap up the episode, this has been a fun one. We want to know who are your who's. Does that make sense? Yeah. Who are your who's? Who are the people that you are investing in? And in your ministry team, who are they investing in? And we want to know how we can pray for them. So visit us on the on Facebook at the Ministry Leader Podcast and just let us know how we can pray for you and the young people that you're investing in. Thanks for listening to the Ministry Leader Podcast. Make sure to tune in next week as we talk about the what of youth ministry.